Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the founder of the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy, Annie P. Ruggles. Her website is AnniePRuggles.com. Annie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jen. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I also have to mention as a fellow podcaster that you are uh, also a podcaster yourself. You have a podcast show called Too Legitimate to Quit, which is a weekly show. I'm sure we'll be diving into that uh, later on in our conversation. But let me go ahead and open up and just ask you, you know, it's a new year. How's uh, 2021 treating you so far? Heck of a lot better than 2020, baby. (laughs) You know, we're still we're still kind of thawing out from this very weird year. Yeah. Uh, But I am starting to be far enough removed from the main throes of Mm -hmm. the weirdness of 2020 to be able to see the lessons and the value in it now, which I'm so glad that I've survived long enough to do. I don't necessarily mean in terms of like my business was dying, but (laughs) we expected lockdown to last for two weeks. I did a video called Selling Under Quarantine in early March of 2020. And I literally say in this video, y'all, this might be going on for like four weeks. They're saying two, but like, let's be cautious. It could really be four. Lo and behold, over a year later, Chicago is still largely locked down. I'm one vaccine shot in, which I'm so grateful for. But I'm finally far enough away that I can see the magic that was forced to happen, not only in my business, but in my client's business, in my friend's business, we all found different ways to get louder without getting shouty. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, I love that. You know, I I remember even for myself at the start of the pandemic in our area in Virginia, um, I remember it was like in March or April and it was starting to get warmer. So people were going to the beach and uh, people were just not taking it seriously. They're like, oh, you know, social distancing, whatever, you know. And then eventually they were like, I think this is already in April. They're like, "Okay, we are going to lock down till June. And we're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. we just couldn't even believe. Like, wait I think- a minute, I was on the beach yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And so I just remember like police would just like take their, um, you know, like their beach Jeeps, whatever you call them around and, and break up people because it was like too many people hanging out in groups. But it's just so bizarre knowing that is basically a year ago now. And still here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but happy to know that some states are starting to open up. And like you mentioned, you know, getting vaccinated and, you know, hopefully next year, this can feel like a distant memory. But until then, I really love already uh, that you used, uh, uh, you reframed uh, 2020 in a sense of talking about how, you know, you and your clients were able to pivot. So let's go ahead and talk about that and talk about your academy, Annie, the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy. So for people that are hearing about it for the first time, tell us about it and who do you love to serve? The Non-Sleazy Sales Academy calls out to everyone who uses words like icky, queasy, nauseous, gassy (laughs) or gross to describe how they feel when they get to the point of asking for money. And Mm. because this is so prevalent, a lot, a whole big stinking chunk of entrepreneurs don't ever make the ask. We get stuck in marketing, 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 marketing. And I adore marketing. I think every cent you spend on your marketing and branding is worth it if 
if and only if you take the final step and ask for the sale. Mm-hmm. But what I realized in 10 years of being a marketing and branding consultant for very small businesses, largely working with coaches, healers, and other bleeding hearts, mm. is that we love to treat marketing and sales like they're synonymous, but they're really not because mm. marketing feels good, putting out content feels good, providing value feels good, and right. asking feels bad. And I right. just thought there's got to be something going on here that's going to help good people compete with less good people. Oh, I think that's oh, that's and amazing. It's all about how you ask, right? It's all about how you ask. And most of us have either never been taught to ask. We took the great lemuring of entrepreneurship. We jumped off the cliff. We're like, we'll figure it out as we fly. Yeah. And then we realize as we get close to the ground that we have no <laughs> sales trading whatsoever or... We pay big bucks, especially in the coaching industry, mm-hmm. to somebody who promises us that we'll be a millionaire by next Tuesday. Mm. And the tactics that they teach are totally out of line with your ethics and integrity. But that easy button's been dangled in front of you. So you're going to try it. And of course, when you try it, you hate it. Your clients hate it. They right. don't actually even become your clients. They stay prospects forever or bounce off of your list. And that's simply not competitive enough for good people's small businesses to survive. And that's why the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy exists. Yeah. I Wow. That is that is really powerful, Annie. And I can just tell from the get-go, even when we're talking offline, just how passionate you know you are in doing this and helping your clients. You know, very often when we think about sales, we think about the quote unquote used car salesman. And funny enough, your grandpa was actually a decorated, honored used yep. car salesperson. So tell us about that. Yep. So my grandpa, Fred Keller, uh, my family, my mom and me and my dad call him Ferd Berfel. Uh, <laughs> but what Ferd Berfel did was he came over as a German immigrant right before World War II, mm. enlisted in the U.S. forces immediately, wow. went to World War II, was super decorated, did all of these incredible things. But then he came home and he needed a job and he went back to where he had first come as an immigrant mm. working on the Chevrolet lot. Now, by now, he had been a mechanic. He had been in the services fixing up fighter pilot or fighter yeah. planes and shooting them down whatever but he got a job at big four chevrolet in st louis where he worked for many many decades mm-hmm. and when he died this is the crazy thing when he died and he only sold used cars so used car salesman definition fred keller when he <laughs> died, people came to his funeral 20, 30 years after he had sold his last car to say, your grandpa or your father to my mom was such an upstanding dude. He never like never swindled us, never harmed us, always listened. And what was incredible about that is I am, and listeners can already tell, I'm sure, a very emotive, very expressive Muppet of a human. <laughs> Grandpa, let's put the German immigrant back into this equation. He was quiet, he was stoic, and he was serious, but he wasn't cold. And what he could do better than anything, because he was a man of extremely few words, is he knew when to shut his mouth and listen. And Mm. as such, he could go and deliver exactly what that family needed, even if they didn't know what they needed, because he listened. He didn't Mm. try to sell them the best car on the lot or sneak them the worst car on the lot. He didn't try to sell a single mother of four a Ferrari. Yeah. 
He yeah. never did. And so that's why it's so funny that this whole thing about used car salesmen is so prevalent. And I've experienced it on the bad end. Yeah. Absolutely. We all have. We've all been sold too badly. That's why sales baggage exists. But mm. what's so amazing for me is that I grew up. With people saying, well, we don't want to be a used car salesman. And the only example I had of that <laughs> was this incredible, <laughs> successful, honored man that people saw his name in the paper and came to his funeral. That's freaking beautiful and weird. Who does that? <laughs> we only do that for people that really make an impression. And so what I think about when I think about my grandpa is that if he could make such an incredible impact, not being an empath, not yeah. being intuitive, not being entrepreneurial, if he could do all of that, why can't we? Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's a that's amazing. You know, one thing I was one thing that stood out to me when I was listening to you is that I wonder if we need to change the word sales. Maybe we need to call it like listening instead. You know, like it, yeah. it's just it's such a it's such. I mean, you know, just just what we're talking about. You know, and I know you you working with coaches and healers and other helpers. Mm -hmm. It's like sales is almost a bad word. So and and oh, it's I, a totally bad word. <laughs> they hate it. I tell yeah. people I teach sales, and they look at me like I'm a Medusa. <laughs> yeah, like. And, it, I, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's totally fair. But you know what? I think we do need to, instead of re, instead of replacing the word, yeah, I think we need to reclaim the word as solving problems for money. Mm. That's how Love I define that. it. Yeah. Whether yeah. the problem is I'm craving a cupcake, I need a divorce, my special needs child is struggling, or I am unfulfilled. All of those things are just different problems to solve. Right. And in each of those aspects, if you're delivering that solution, you should be fairly compensated for it. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that you uh, really do, Annie, with your academy, uh, the 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 non sleazy sales academy, is you're all about rebranding selling, just like you've already hinted, and already just a couple of of ways that you've been able to reframe even just 2020 um, is. Reclaiming, like I said, rebranding, reclaiming the word selling. And so tell us, uh, and, and let me say this again. And so the way that you do that, Annie, is um, you help people sell in their own way. So yes. tell us about that. I think that's so fascinating because you mentioned at the beginning, you know, usually if you go to these big events, you know, these big coaching events, like it's usually about a formula to follow, but you're like, no, I'm going to teach you how to do it your way. So tell us about that. You know, it's in your own way, but more than in your own way, it's in your own voice. Mm. And what I see over and over and over. And and Jen, let me just stop for a second to say, listeners, I am not judging you. The most sales avoidant person on this planet was me, <laughs> Anne Elizabeth Passanisi Ruggles. I freaking hated it. Okay. I hated <laughs> it. So what I'm about to say is not meant with judgment. But what I would see when people are trying to rectify how to bring these strategies in or not knowing what the strategy even is, that we would have somebody having a conversation just like this, just like yeah. you and I are right now, a conversation that happens to be on the microphone, right? Yeah. So yeah. a conversation that happens to be a sales call. And the client would be hanging on their every word. They would be so excited and revved up and the rapport would be flowing and there would be so much love in the room and then 28 minutes of a 30 minute sales call had passed and suddenly they're like oops gotta sell and all the emotion <laughs> and all the genuine and all the authenticity drains out of the person <laughs> right and so finally they're like oh jen i gotta wrap this up 
Thank you so much for your time today. I would love to tell you about how I can help you for only $29 every day. And it's like, who is this person? Who is this person? And so one of the things that I need people to understand and I need people to reframe is that if you're putting on a sales act, that's why it sucks. Yeah. What if you could sell from the best parts of you? What if that's what's on display? What if you sell with your ethics and your morals and your integrity on your sleeve? You absolutely can. So if you feel like when you're going into those situations, you clam up or you do what I certainly did, which I call sales vomit, where you just babble incessantly, (laughs) like that's not going to work. It's closer to staying in your own vein when you're babbling incessantly, but it's not effective. So I love the combination of stay yourself, don't Mm -hmm. switch. And then the other thing that's so important is, and in between staying yourself, shut up. (laughs) My darlings, be quiet, be quiet. And it's so ridiculous because I'm so loud that I'm teaching people to be quiet. But that was my problem on the calls is Mm -hmm. I would be like, Jen, you know, and the price for that is $1,200. And I understand that that's kind of competitively high. Like if you Google it, though, you'll see some people are charging more than me. And I've been doing this for 10 years, Jen. So, you know, like you get it. And, you know, you and I have been talking for the longest time. And so it's $1,200. But, you know, maybe $800 if it's free. And, you know, it's up. What do you think, Jen? How are you supposed to make a decision when I do that to you? Right. Right. It's a, it almost, I, I feel uncomfortable. I'm just like, uh, like, am I supposed to make a decision here? <laughs> I love that you use that word uncomfortable because yeah. that I've listened to hundreds and hundreds of sales calls. Mm. It was like my Netflix binge at the beginning of quarantine. <laughs> I was just like, nah, give me all your horrible calls. <laughs> but, you know, it's our anxiety about selling and our anxiety about worthiness and our anxiety about a million mindset things and more of nothing more than to show up at inopportune times on sales calls. Mm -hmm. The best way to not let anxiety drive is to shut your (laughs) mouth. (laughs) Zip it, right? Which is why, to your point from before, I don't teach a sales script. Mm Mm-hmm. I teach openers and I teach closers and I teach people what to listen for in the middle of the calls. But if you want a sales script, if you want me to tell you every single way to sell, don't hire me. But if you want me to help you figure out how to best connect with your folks in your voice, now we're talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I absolutely love that. And, uh, I mean, I, I think about like when someone is nervous and, and you see their hands like shaking, like I, yeah. I, I had a performer or a friend that was a performer. He said, whenever he felt nervous, he would just put his hand in his pocket, you know, yep. and then otherwise he just looks really, <laughs> you yep. know, stoic and like put together. And I feel like that's what you're essentially saying. Um, when you do sales is like, you know, be yourself and stop talking, you know, yeah. and, and really focus on listening to the person. Um, I know that well, it's a little- not about you. <laughs> 
right? When your friend is performing and he's really super nervous, he sticks right. his hand in his pocket so he can focus on getting his lines out, so he can focus on delivering for the audience. When I'm right. on a sales call, if I'm shutting up and listening, it's because I remember that because I'm trying in this effort to solve a problem for you for money, I need to make sure I'm the right person to do that. Yeah. And I cannot do that if I babble the whole time. <laughs> Right, right. And uh, and so, you know, before the step before listening, I imagine that you have to ask certain questions. And and I know that, you know, we're not you're not really necessarily trying to teach a template of, of sorts, but talk about, you know, that opening part. And like, how do you how do you kind of set that up so that a listener or so that the salesperson can, you know, set themselves up, set themselves up for success to be able to listen effectively? I love that you asked that because this is really one of my very favorite tips, which is how you open this call, right? Mm -hmm. So when people get on to a sales call with you, what they expect is either A, they don't know it's a sales call and they're just expecting a free leg up, mm. which is fine. That's what a discovery call is and all these things. But they are not altogether sure that this is going to be a sales call. Yeah. Or they're so terrified and aware that this is going to be a sales call that they just buckle up their seatbelts and expect you to just word vomit all over them, cram the spiel down their throat and force you to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. The solution to both of those things, whether they don't understand if it's a sales call or if they're so terrified that it's a sales call, is because they feel like they need to surrender complete control to you. Mm. My biggest tip is give them the reins at the beginning of the conversation. And the way that I do that, steal this language, please. It has made me so much money. It has made my clients money. It has made all of our blood pressure go way down. <laughs> if I say this, and only, this is the only scripted part of my sales call. And mm. it's the very first thing I say. And I'll say it to you. I'll say, Jen, the point of this call, this next half hour, is for you to get to know me, for me to get to know you, and for us to get our questions answered about each other. Mm. This conversation will become a sales call if and when you and I mutually agree that it should. But in the meantime, like I said, you have questions about me and I have questions for you. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go? Wow. I love that. Within what is that? The first what ten seconds? It's the like first oh, ten seconds. Yeah. I'm saying I am not here to boss you around. I'm not here to cram anything down your throat. I'm not here to to boss you, to push you, to nag you, to arm twist you. I'm not here to do any of those things. We are here to assess fit. Yes, there is a possible, hopeful sales component of this call. But before we even get there, you and I have to get some stuff cleared up. Hmm. Who wants to start? Because then if they are more reluctant or they don't know what to ask them, they'll go, oh, by all means, Annie, jump on it. <laughs> then I can do whatever part of my spiel I want to do until I get to my first place where I need to ask a question and shut up. Right. Yeah. Or if they say, you know what? I read your whole website. I don't really have any questions for you, but here's what you need to know about me. Then the client's already in control. Yeah. Or if they had a specific nagging question, they don't have to wait 28 minutes to remember to ask it. They can ask it right up at the jump. But what I've heard from people, how they describe that approach is they use the word refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. I mean, the moment you set that all up at the beginning, it's like, oh, okay. So we could just 
we could just be real with each other then we could just be real and candid. And, um, I think it's like, it kind of, even for me, like I, I felt my, my shoulders drop. I was like, Oh, all right. Thanks, Danny. Well, actually you go first, (laughs) right? Exactly. But that's what it is. You're telling the client subconsciously, you are the driver. Mm -hmm. I would like to be your navigator. Yeah. Most other sales conversations, you get them on the phone. They're like, Jen, we got a half an hour. So I'm going to tell you every single thing that you need to know. Hold your questions for the end, please. I will get there. I promise. But listen, we really got to maximize our time today, Jen, because there is so much value to tell you about. Hello? Like, unless we are of that same high adrenaline type, and some people are, Mm -hmm. the majority of people, especially the people that are in helping professions, like the folks I work with, hear that and are like, uh, uh, back it away from the screen, you know, and you want to yell like in an emergency room when you listen to this, you're losing them. Yeah. You're losing them. Clear. You know, you want to zap them back into the conversation <laughs> and be like, hold on, hold on. You're missing the point. The client needs to come to a decision and the client needs to feel good about that decision if you're not trying to just sell them one time. Right. Sleazy selling doesn't care. Sleazy selling will just get anybody one time, get their money, move on to the next one. They don't care. Mm -hmm. But for people who are trying to run a sustainable business where you're providing value and you're creating change with and for people, it's so much easier to go, tell me about you. Tell me about your dream. How can I serve? How can I help you? And also, if the person is a nightmare client in waiting, you will know that because you've listened. So you will be able to walk away and go, you know, I don't think we're a fit. Right. Here's what I recommend for you. Or or if they say, you know, Annie, I would so love to hire you, but I just don't have the money right now that I could say, listen, I hear that. Do your homework that I gave you. Sponge up all my free content. And keep in touch with me. Then they go, wow, she didn't arm twist me. She didn't oversell me. That way I can get people that don't hire me to refer me to people Mm. that do. And they do talk. They will say, I had to sit down with Annie P. Ruggles. Her program's not right for me right now. She told me that. Mm -hmm. She gave me a whole bunch of value. But you know what? I think it would be really great for you. And people will say, I was referred by so-and-so and and I will laugh my way to the bank and go, that person didn't even hire me. Love it. That's amazing. You know, I I think um, uh, for me, it it feels like such a relief, you know, to have a conversation such as this, Annie, to know that you don't have to be the bad perception of used car salesperson, because obviously you had the best version, you know, the best um, experience of knowing a used car salesperson. Um, So so let us know for for the the coaches, healers, and, you know, other helpers that you love to help, you know, if they want to reach out to you, tell us what that process looks like, you know, to even get started. Heck yes. Okay. So (laughs) if you are a bleeding heart empath who uses words like passion, purpose, mission, or calling to describe Mm. what you do. I'm going to guess that you have sales avoidance attached to that. You Mm. don't have to change the terminology. You can own that passion. You can own that purpose, baby, but we got to get the nasty part detached from the selling. Mm. The best way that I can help you do that is through a combination of two things. Number one, you mentioned my website at the very, very beginning. My website is a carnival 
of non-sleazy selling. My free masterclass is there called Make Selling Easy Without Getting Sleazy. All the the kinds of uh, sales baggage are there outlined with tips on how to get around them, my own reframes for selling, and more. Plus my podcast, all the shows I'm on, blah, blah, blah. But listen, what's really more important to me is do not go into your next selling situation alone and afraid. And Mm. the way that you do that Please give me some notice so I can get back to you. I don't want to leave you high and dry, but I need like more than 15 minutes notice, y'all, is to send me a message on a platform with messaging. My favorites are Instagram mm. and LinkedIn. Instagram, I'm at Anniepreneur. LinkedIn, I'm just at my name. If you send me a message and you say, I have an upcoming sales situation, whether it's a networking event, a sales call, a client re-enrollment, I would love, 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 love to gear you up for that call with a Mm. little flash coaching direct from me. And the best way to do that, like I said, is to send me that message. So yes, there is a treasure trove of stuff on my website, AnniePRuggles.com. But if you are stuck right now, Mm -hmm. Send me a message right now, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Oh, I love that, Annie. You're just, um, I just love that kind of go-giver mentality of like, hey, you need help? I got you. Just message yes. me. At least 15 minutes before, though, because I'm not like on call. <laughs> right, I'm not on call. I mean, and if I was on call, it would be very, very expensive. <laughs> but no, I, you know, it's, I know that feeling. Yeah. I know that feeling where... You've given so much already. You're exhausted. You're scared. You're excited. It's that casserole of emotion. And then the reminder hits that you're like, I don't know how to close a freaking sale. Yeah. What am I doing? I know how to close a sale. Ask me. I will gladly tell you. Obviously, I can't teach you everything there is to know in a 15-minute DM, but I can get you damn closer to that finish line that you want than if you go in alone, and I would be glad to do that for you. Fantastic. Uh, Annie, you're, I mean, you're just fire. Like, I, I've just felt so... Uh, I don't know. I just, I just feel excited. I feel motivated. I feel inspired. So just thank you so much for being on our show today. Uh, any parting thoughts to our uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs that listen to our show, The Thoughtful Entrepreneur? There's so much thoughtfulness allowed in selling. Mm. It's just not happening on a large scale. But my final word for your listeners, for people who are showing up to be thoughtful entrepreneurs is none of the ways that you have been sold too badly are required behavior. Mm. None of them. The arm twisting, the gimmicks, the lies, the under delivering, the blown deadlines or budgets, none of that is what selling is. Selling is a doorway to the service that you are so desperately trying to provide. Do not shoot yourself at the foot in the finish because you think you have to corrupt who you are. Mm. You don't. First thing I said, still reign supreme. Stay yourself and listen more. There is so much information out there that will help you get the sales strategies that are right for you, that will make those strategies right for you. But first and foremost, just know there is nothing required of you that is out of your integrity. Dutch, like, toss that into the waste paper bin and don't look back. It's not required, but selling is. Mm. Wow. On that note, Annie, thanks again so much for joining us here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur.
It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, just so great. But again, to our listeners, we have Annie P. Ruggles, who is the founder of the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy. Her website is AnniePRuggles.com. And hey, make sure you subscribe to her podcast, Too Legitimate to Quit, which is a weekly show, and you'll get to have more of Annie on there. <laughs> with that said, thank you all so much for joining us, and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in the next time. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.